0: Mobile
1: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
2: What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to CHGO Bulls Podcast. Coming to you live from our studios here in West Luke, downtown Chicago. I'm Bulls underscore pack. Big Dave Bow B-A-W-L Sports. Will the Goat Gottlieb. Will underscore Gottlieb. Looking perfectly quaffed as usual. Oh. The plain gray hoodie. It's got the cap in that, full effect. Got the leave it to beaver vibe going <laughs> on, baby. Yeah, I <laughs> love it. So the cap's on, but you can still see the quaff it's coming too out the much, front. It's right. the quaff is quaffing. The quaff, quaff is, <laughs> quaff is quaffing. It's time for a haircut. <laughs> Our pal producer Joyce Bathers on the controls. He is at Joyce Bathers. Uh thanks for joining us. Happy Friday afternoon. The Happy weekend Friday. is upon us. Yes. And it's it's needed. Because, you know, we were back from All-Star break for one night, one game, and then today, and I'm like, I could use a break.
3: Mm. After a week <laughs> off, he got one game. It was like, use another one there. Give me another
2: unapologetically break. how I feel right now as a Bulls fan, Dave. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at you. I'm not, not mad at you.
1: It's true that, like, when in, like – high school and middle school if you had like a Monday off you always felt like coming to that next week it was gonna feel so short yeah but then since you like psyched yourself out that it was gonna be a short week it actually started to feel really long yeah no I feel it's, like I'm
2: I'm stuck in November right now oh man you still there yeah it's wow. bad <laughs> I like I t- Unplugged my brain for the bulls and came back, and I'm like, "Ugh."
3: He went to November. Uh, <laughs> asking, you said you were in a tiny cabin. Yeah. In New York. Yeah. Why the
2: listing it? on Airbnb was actually called Tiny House. Tiny House. Yeah. How tiny was it? Uh, extremely. With like this room, like this. Oh, right here. much smaller than this. I'm
1: talking about from that wall to like
2: this. Much smaller than that. Damn. Was yeah. it like
1: a, <laughs> what are those like it was, shipping containers? It was type deals? basically
2: like that, but instead of a rectangle, it was a cube. So it was like you walk in, it was like, okay, bed, uh, tiny little kitchenette, uh-huh. tiny bathroom, uh-huh. and then tiny bunk bedroom uh, opposite the tiny bathroom. And that was it. Okay. And it, it was maybe that's fun for a weekend 50 square feet. <laughs> and why? Because <laughs> uh, it was cute and it was located okay. near to where my, f- my friends live up in the country who we were there to visit. When I
3: think Matt Peck, and, and I'm not saying this disrespectfully, but when I think Matt Peck, I don't think cute.
2: No, it was more so for the locale, okay, and the fact that it was just me and one buddy, okay, and so I, two people were in this place, right? Wow, and so I was like, I'm taking the big bed because I paid for it. Well, Yes, you can have the bunk bed that's uh-huh. just barely big enough for you. Okay, <laughs> okay. and it was it was an us we I mean we only spent a few ni- you know hours at the end of each night there. Okay. We were there for two nights,
3: and what was the savings on this?
2: Uh, it was like 400 bucks cheaper than. Two nights at there most of the do. other how Airbnb's in the, the area. Right. How, big, <laughs> right. how
1: right. big was the big bed? How big? How big was the big bed? It was when, a queen. And big enough. See, I didn't think the I didn't think you could even fit a queen based on how you're describing. That's, it. And that's my nicely qu- born every night. My other observation is that tiny house seemed to me like something that would have made you angry. No the concept of tiny no. house. <laughs> like
3: interesting. <just> this dumb,
2: <laughs> stupid, <laughs> small room, dumb concept. Millennials. No, it was <laughs> it open floor <was>, concept. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was very, it was very quaint and very charming. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you like it. I, I did, I did. I leave like this version the of host, this is uh, like the host. The hostess Teresa. She was very nice. She was very responsive and helpful. I did leave a four out of five star review because tiny house. is... Uh, its plumbing was, let's say, uh, less Tiny? than perfect, <laughs> and it was cold as hell upstate New York. That's quaint. So the pipes froze, and so when we got there, there was no running water.
3: Oh my god, that's quaint. <laughs> but you save four hundred,
2: save four hundred bucks, man. That's that's what's key right here. Yeah, exactly. There <laughs> were bigger houses and other options in the area, but I was like, hey, Bruce man. said it was made of bacon, <laughs> <laughs> dude. If I ever live in a house made of bacon, it won't last long. It won't long. last, yeah. That's a that's a I'm quick a, I'm day and a half of eat all the support beams <laughs> and bracing beams.
1: What happens first? Does the house disappear or does Matt have a heart attack?
2: Oh I'm going with the house disappear.
3: I'm going with house disappear. Yeah. I,
2: I could get it done
3: before yeah. the heart attack yeah. got me. I got, that's my they favorite. Would be, they
2: would be in quick succession. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah like the yeah, last yeah. bite, and then life-ending heart oh, attack. Oh, there'll be an
3: ambulance on, <laughs> the, it. on the seat, totally so don't it. worry.
2: Oh, dude, no. If I die from a bacon-induced heart attack, DNR, baby. I'm going out on top. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I've always pictured it anyway. Dying
1: Some people at like a, a, like a breakfast buffet somewhere where I just steal sleeve. one of the
2: full trays of bacon and just sit in front of me. <laughs>
1: oh. That's going full Ron Swanson. Just
3: Hey Charlie bacon guy. You got a picture. That's that's it right. There. It's his bad. face. I
1: don't face. think Charlie bacon guy wants that on his conscience. He doesn't want that blood
2: on his bacony hands.
3: <laughs> oh, shout out to bacon.
1: Jones. Uh,
2: yeah. So, um, okay. After that random tangent, there is a <laughs> lot to get to today. Uh, the bulls have news, big news, buyout market news. Just kidding, the news is that the Bulls said no thank you to the biomarket, market, or the biomarket market players said no thank you to the
1: Bulls. I think that's probably the more accurate one. And
2: they have promoted owner Al Batim, uh, who was on a 2A with Windy City. He's been playing some real minutes with Windy City, we'll talk about that. We'll also take a look at where the Bulls are playoff seating wise their odds uh, for the final stretch here as far as where they will end up in that play tournament seating. And then we'll wrap up uh, briefly touching on the, uh, the newest chapter of the last and saga and how no one from the good old days, of the bulls actually like each other anymore. Well, I guess Scotty <laughs> and Horace <laughs> and Luke like each other because they're doing their own tour down there in Australia in our friend Mark's neck of the woods, um, which I think the first spot of that is in Melbourne, which like t- later tonight, Australia, oh, cause it's already Saturday in Australia, right? It's mm. so, like Saturday
1: night, I think is the first one. Okay. I would ask if Mark was going, but he's probably on his way here to go see Ryan Archidiakono.
2: Oh, you know it. You know Mark is so happy that Archie's no, back. Mark
3: is, Mark is down there for Elimination Chamber for the WWE. Oh, okay. That's there where it he, is. He's staying. He's there staying. He's going to Perth. He's going there to Perth, You're, Australia. You, you've
2: out. turned Mark into a big wrestling fan?
3: Oh, you know I've been messing with him, right?
2: <laughs> I have seen a couple of your back and forth on Oh, stuff later, yeah, yeah. It's
3: been kind of glorious for me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, all right. So so let, let's start with the, uh, the actual roster news we got earlier today. Uh, that was from Shams. On Friday morning, oh, bulls he is are- going.
1: He just tweeted.
2: Oh, he is. Smart. He told me he was on the fence about it. He said, So
1: because we'll- I'm an idiot, I ended up buying tickets for the no bull thingy. <laughs> yeah. I, <immediately,
2: laughs> I immediately regretted
1: the decision. <laughs> no. We got to remember he
2: don't get to see the
3: bulls
1: down there. So you what what we'll mean, have to get him on. Uh, we'll have to get him back on the next show so we can break it down. For yeah, us. absolutely. I would love to hear. Tell would love him to hear.
2: take a lot of pictures, a lot of videos. Yes. Tell him that we told Scotty and Horace hi. Yeah. They are me and Dave's best friends. Uh, from that one night we hung out with him. Yes. He
3: nicknamed me. Flex. Yeah. He, he did nickname me. Um, him. <laughs> good news what it took.
2: flex. That's yeah. that's true. <laughs> he, gave, he gave Big Dave Cliff Levingson's old nickname. He did.
3: I'll show you some pictures with him.
2: Uh, Please,
1: dude, that's a flex
3: too.
2: Uh, you know who's probably <laughs> never gotten to hang out with uh, Scotty and Horace before, owner out the team. Oh no, maybe he has. I don't know. Anyway, the Bulls signed him to a standard multi-year deal earlier today. Uh sources tell the Athletic and Shams But team has averaged 14 points. shooting from three for the Witty City Bulls uh, this season. So with that, the Bulls now are at a full 15-man roster for the remainder of the season, which means not adding anybody on the buyout market. Um, Thoughts, Dave? After we got such a great glimpse of his potential playing mop-up minutes at the end of their blowout loss to the Celtics last night, the Bulls said... We clearly need to give this guy a real contract. (laughs) 0-2 and getting your shot blocked. Sign his ass up. Um,
3: I mean, I wanted to see him play. I just didn't understand why we couldn't see him play. So it's all weird to me. Like It's like you're signing a guy you weren't playing uh, to a contract. And I don't know if he's going to (laughs) play. Like I still don't know if he's going to get in there. Even with guys injured and your need at the three-point shot he still, Billy Donovan still was like, nah, we're good, you know? So, I don't know. We'll see. He'll get an opportunity in garbage time. It looks like he might get an opportunity uh, before garbage time. We'll see. But there's a need for his skill set. I don't know what kind of greatness or goodness he has in him. He was solid in the G League after he started off pretty slow, uh, but he kind of found his footing a little later on in the G League. What was the average like 14 a game or something mm-hmm. like that? Yep. Uh Shot solidly from the three-point line. He had one game where he just went crazy uh from the three-point line in the G League. So they need that stuff. You need a shooter. You need a guy with size. um, You need a guy who can create. And you need a guy that can rub Joey the wrong way for when he actually succeeds. And people go crazy on our guy Young Spaffis for when he actually starts hitting shots. He can do all those things. I'm excited to watch it. I cannot wait to him to hit his first bucket. Joey's. Mentions will be in
1: shambles. (laughs) I'm not going to sit here and say that I've watched a ton of the team film or very many Windy City games this year. So I'm going to stick to, like, the cap side of this because I think Mm. that's kind of the interesting piece. So the Bulls had 14 roster spots Mm -hmm. out of 15. They they were $1.7 million below the luxury tax, meaning they had $1.7 million before they could get to the luxury tax for (laughs) – somebody uh, to sign as a free agent on the bio market. Obviously that did not happen. Instead, they promote the team to a regular multi-year contract. We don't know what the details of that are yet, but that effectively takes them off of the bio market. Mm-hmm. And so I think we can say, and this is kind of just my assumption here is that they were after Gallinari. Mm-hmm. They were waiting to see what would happen with Evan, Evan Fournier and neither of those things materialized. So they went internal and promoted the team to me. The weird part about this is that they could have just been playing Batim on the two way contract this whole time. They could be playing him, I think you get 50 games as a two way player. Yeah, Uh, they They could have been.
2: Yeah, like from the original rules, they added more games. Yeah. They could
1: have just been playing him on the two way contract for the rest of this year and then gone into a multi year contract after that and still had money to buy somebody, uh, to bring in somebody on the buyout market. So, a little strange here that, I mean, look. We just talked to DeMar a couple days ago, and he was like, you, you walk through the layup lines at the start of games, and you feel kind of thin right now. They've got Tory Craig out. They've got Patrick Williams out. They've yeah. got Lonzo Ball out. Yeah. They've got Zach Levine out. They've got Terry Taylor, who never plays. That's five out of ten guys on the roster who are just not going to be in the rotation on a nightly basis. And it's great that they now bring in another body, but they could have brought in two. Yeah. Uh, they could have been playing him all along. They could have brought somebody else in. I think they felt like... They got him on a multi-year deal, and that's kind of why they wanted to go this direction. So I get it from that perspective, but it feels like a bit of a missed opportunity. Not to say that any of these guys in the buyout market are really changing your fortunes. Not to say that they're really going to find somebody who long-term could be an interesting piece. But but from a health perspective, (laughs) you need bodies. I mean, Kobe (laughs) and Damar leading the league in minutes. Io played 41 last night. They just need guys, and, and they've had the opportunity and option to play the team all season long and they, and they haven't done it. So it's a little strange for me from that perspective. A lot of people are in my mention saying this was like a financially motivated thing. I think that's true to a certain extent. So the way that it works is over the course of a year, the vet minimum, I think for 10 year vets is like 2.8 million for uh one year vets. It's like a million. Mm-hmm. And so you prorate that over the remaining days of the season, the amount that you have to pay the team on a prorated vet minimum is going to be less than, what it would have been for a Joe Harris or for Gallinari. So you save some money, but the bulls were far enough under the luxury tax to where they could have brought in somebody on a prorated veterans minimum. And also, I mean, these two way deals are not counting against the NBA salary cap sheet. So they, they could have kept playing him and brought in somebody else, get two bodies. Um, I think it's a good thing that they're going to try to start hopefully, you know, developing some of the younger guys by giving them more minutes. Mm -hmm. But again, just from like a pure bodies and health standpoint, it felt like I'm kind of a missed opportunity, but I, I think they probably felt like they just didn't really have any good options out there on the buyout market. And so you start to look within and, and promote guys.
2: Uh, Fish in the comments asking, do we really sign someone to a contract that we already had under contract? <laughs> <laughs> is that a front office fake and sidestep <laughs> Rob asking, will he play any minutes? I don't see why he hasn't previously when they've needed three point shooting all year. A fair question. Um, I, I think the real question is like, Did they need to do this because they could have just been playing him as a two-way player contract player who was available and still had plenty of availability left. They didn't need to do this if they wanted to actually start playing him. And this is coming on the heels of a night where he played for just the second time Mm. with the Big Boy Bulls all season. He's had a grand total of five minutes and 44 seconds of playing time this season. Yeah. Between those two games, the Damn. first one back in in early November. Pow, pow. Um, the, the need for three-point shooting is, I think, a fair question. A lot of Bulls fans have been sure. wondering about the team. Say, so, hey, this, this guy knocks down 43%. Like, the Bulls just lost the three-point battle to the Celtics by 39 last night. A kajillion. Where has he been? I have often just held to the belief that if there's a reason a guy is not playing that Bulls fans can't see because he's not playing, and mm-hmm. are, are you, are you going to watch Windy City all night? Also, if you are, that's G League basketball. Yes. It's not NBA basketball. No. Usually when a guy's not playing, there's a reason the guy's not playing. Yeah. Now you are in a point where you are so desperate, maybe we'll, we will see him play. And to me, it's fine. Like, we were saying this on, on post game last night. Like, like, I don't give a crap about these bio candidates because they're probably not going to change the Bulls season in the last 25 games. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll play some minutes on their way to the Bulls bowing out of the play-in tournament again. Whoop-de-doo. Let's, let's see who this team guy is. Mm-hmm. Give him some minutes. If you're this strapped for available, healthy players, why not?
3: Yeah, give him an opportunity to play for sure. Uh, I, I am with Will on this uh, as far as bodies are concerned. You, you need as many bodies as you could possibly get. Like, even on that buyout market, it wasn't about getting the player that, you know, can lead them to the NBA championship on the buy-up market. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more so about just a player because you're down so many bodies and Alex Caruso is your four and you, you're going to need help. And you just need size. Yeah. Laugh at that for a second. Like, like you're going to need size and you're going to need help at, at any point in that, but team can't play that position either. You know, he's not, he's not a four. Um, you might cheat with him there or something. I have no idea about his defense. I have no idea about his IQ, you know, in the game. We'll find that out, those kind of things. We just know about his scoring and, you know, him shooting the basketball and everybody loves the new guy. They want to see the new guy get the opportunity to play. But, yeah, as many bodies as the Bulls, you know, can get, they should have been trying to get. They did not do that. And – now they're just stuck with the one body here and it's again he still has a skill set that the Bulls need but I'm not a hundred percent with you Matt but I'm kind of with you on on, well if you're not playing there might be a reason why you're not playing you know like I'm not a hundred percent with that because maybe it could I've seen it not work that way a bunch of times but I've seen Mm -hmm. it work that way more often than not yeah of why you're not playing well it's a reason you're not and the first thing that popped in my head when you said that was the team making a move to cut to the basket to go for a layup and then getting swatted. That was the first thing I thought of when you said that. Like, yeah, that could be the reason right there. Um, so, yeah, but we're going to find out. Like, I think that's the thing. You're going to find out. And injuries, are, I think they're not over, you know, for the Bulls. Um, you still... They'll never
2: be over. Yeah,
3: like, they got players who off, who get injured pretty Often, and then you're dealing with guys who play a position of need and you don't have those guys there, you know, in two of them, in Patrick Williams and Torrey Craig. So, Billy, I mean, we're going to see him, you know, try to spin some magic out of here or, or put some uh, whipped cream on a turd, as our guy, <laughs> who dude likes you. to say. So, we're, we're going to see what he can do uh, with that, man. But, yeah, it's that you, you should get the most players that you could possibly get to help your team. The fact that they didn't do that.
1: Is ridiculous. It's just me. incongruent with like Ooh. what their whole ethos has been. There's they're, they're saying we believe in what we have, mm-hmm. we want to be competitive. And so but then but then they don't add. Yes. Like yeah. I, I would have disagreed with like trading assets for players that could help you now at the trade deadline, but that would have made more sense with what AK said about his team yeah. than doing nothing. Cool. And yeah. It's the same thing with the buyout like market. You look at how they managed it last year they bring in Patrick Beverly, they go 14 and 9 and that's like something that they really take pride in and have harkened back to now right. multiple times in what f- few uh, availabilities we've seen from AK so it just it doesn't it doesn't
2: add up and like like i think last year's case was very specific <laughs> in that Pat Bev and the Bulls found each other <laughs> and AK loves to brag about that 14 and 9 record look there were plenty of teams around the league who were like yeah Pat Bev might be able to help but to how much you know, will he help us win playoff games versus the headache of w- trying to welcome Pat Bev into your team and your system midseason? Right. The Bulls, knowing Pat Bev maybe was looking around and didn't have a lot of offers that he loved as far as finding a sure. a third of a season loaner of a team to join into sure. for a playoff run, knew, hey, if, if Pat Bev's not getting a bunch of offers, he probably wouldn't say no to coming and being a Chicago Bull for a part of a season fulfill his lifelong dream of putting yeah. on a Bulls jersey. It's a good dream. So that was sort of like an arranged marriage sure. between the Bulls, a team that looked like he was heading nowhere in the play-in tournament or playoffs, and a player who is one of the most famously from Chicago NBA guys who didn't probably have a lot of great options as a buyout candidate player.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Arranged marriage. Great. I don't think this year there were a lot of buyout candidates look in the Bulls' direction, because mm-hmm. why would they? I think—
1: this Why was, would they? I think you're absolutely right. This is going to sound harsh, but, like, because AK has now brought up a couple times, like, when, when we made the moves for Vooch and Tamar, we wanted to signal to the league that we were serious about being a real team and competing. Sure. And it just doesn't seem like—I mean, I think we've all kind of come to this conclusion a while ago, but, like, it seems like the rest of the league is catching up. Yeah. Everybody on the, around the league does not understand why the Bulls didn't trade Caruso or trade uh, Drummond or sign Biocast. like, I just don't think that these moves from three years ago are really like signaling anything to the rest of the league about this team being serious. And now, yeah. without Zach, like think about, Zach, whatever it is that you want, but like players around the league still respect him because he's really talented at scoring. They don't have him this year. DeMar's uh, an expiring contract. You've obviously got Vooch. Kobe's playing a lot better, and that's great. But, like, I don't think anybody around the league looks at this team as somebody that can make noise in the pl- in the play-in or the playoffs Yeah. compared to maybe last year when you had all three of those guys and Zach was looking like an all-star. And DeMar was still at that same mm-hmm. level that I think he's, yep. he's come down from a little mm-hmm. bit um, to where, you know, P- Patrick Beverly felt like they were one Patrick Beverly away from having a <laughs> playoff run. Yeah. And I just don't think that the rest of the league – takes them as seriously as maybe they think they should be taken seriously, if mm-hmm. that's the way to put and it. That's,
3: and that's the scary thing right there, what you said, because you're right, when they did that, they were putting the league on notice. But as you know, you're you only as good as your last one. So if you haven't done anything, you can't keep telling me about what you did in the past. You know, Andre 3000 has a lyric in Rosa Parks where he says, uh, says, uh, to baby boy, you're only funky as your last cut. You mm-hmm. focus on the past, your ass would be a has-butt. Ooh. Like, that's exactly, you can't sit there and focus on what you did. You know what I mean? You yeah. have to, it's about what you can do now. Right. You've absolutely done nothing now. We understand what you did and the moves you made, but you're doing nothing now. And you can't live on that shit. You can't live on that past, bro. You won't eat. You'll starve. You'll die. It's just a simple. Right. And the Bulls
2: you are the definition of a rest on our laurels franchise.
1: <laughs> exactly where I was heading. Because you can zoom out and make that case about this entire franchise since mm-hmm. the year 1999. But wasn't the Ring of Honor night fun? Wasn't that fun, guys? Some six titles.
2: Wasn't bro. that so fun? Pfft, get bent. Get bent.
3: 1999, um, special year for me. That was before Joey's time. Shout out.
1: No, that, was, that was my time. I mean, there, no, are, no, there no, are literally. 1999. There no, are literally, no, I'm
3: talking about the saying he just said. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Get bent? Yeah.
2: Eh, I'm familiar. <laughs> it's before you,
1: bro. Honor On- El Patim was born after the Bulls' last championship.
2: Mm that's when all the cool people were born, right? <laughs> um, Broom said in the comments, Give Marco the open 2 8. Do you mean Simonovich? <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> that out, that Marco. The Marco you're talking oh, about? Man, I heard that name in a minute. Guys, no, it's fine though, because we got Archie who can also give us some minutes of power forward now. Oh. That was the other big news of the day. Back I think it was uh, first broken by Michael Scotto. Um, yeah, the Bulls got Archie back after he got cut by the Knicks. Great. Uh, he is now a Windy City Bull. Wonderful. So much competitiveness is going to happen in that play-in game, you guys. Oh, diving on We the got floor. Archie. Oh, my gosh.
3: He's be on the floor, man.
2: <laughs> Yo. This feels
3: like a setup for his career when he retires is what this it feels is, like. <laughs> Ar- Archie's farewell tour. It feels like a setup. Like, <laughs> he's not going anywhere. He's going to remain on the staff this of, is, of the G League squad or something.
1: This is something that Mark kind of mentioned in our last show and has been saying on Twitter, and I just really want to reiterate that I agree with it. It's like the players are doing their job. Billy is doing the best he can with what he has. Kobe and Damar and Io and Drummond and Vooch, these guys come out every night, and they do what they can with their role, with their team around them, and it just feels like the front office is, like, kind of leaving them out to dry a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think that, like, a lot of times... Yeah. You know, people in the comments we hear sitting on set like will criticize the players after a game because they're the ones that were out there. But again, it's Most just
2: people are criticizing the coach.
1: <laughs> sure. But like, I think that misses the point. That's that's what I, I'm trying I to agree. Say. It's yeah. like I think and when it comes to
2: misplaced blame among Bulls fans right now. I think there's more misplaced blame on Billy than on players. Absolutely. I think most Bulls fans always believe in whatever you are, whether you're grizzled, like has kind of washed all-star vet like Demar or a young up-and-comer like Kobe or an even younger wannabe up-and-comer like Daylin or Julian. Bulls fans are always rooting for the players
1: except for when DeMar takes the last shot and not Kobe or Vooch misses his 6-3-3. Three, three. I mean, right. it does happen. Or if your name is Ackleby. Or if your name is Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, Goal. <but> I, just, <laughs> I think Mark made a really good point that we have to distinguish between those two, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's worth... Yeah,
2: I, I I do too. I think it's worth uh, pointing that pointing that out. Okay, last thing, and then we got to take our first break. Sure. I I did notice this in Casey's brief little write up about hey the Bulls like promoted Honoral uh today. He made note of the fact that it could also come into play, and you kind of touched on you know the cap implications of this will, but the fact that if it is in fact a multi year deal that they signed him to, a lot of it could be backloaded, non guaranteed. With non guarantee wave dates well into the future while still keeping the team as a usable trade piece this offseason as far as matching salaries goes.
1: I mean, I, in order to make a trade, the Bulls would have to make a trade. So I, that is true. That's, they would have to make a trade the if they wanted the, to make a trade. The first thing that came to mind was uh, Carly Jones. This happened last year, mm-hmm. and I think, mm-hmm. a very similar fashion where mm-hmm. he won uh, G League MVP. Show they promoted that. him and they gave him a fully non-guaranteed deal for the next year and ended up cutting him. So mm-hmm. I could see that being the case. Maybe they cut him and they re-sign him on another two-way or they bring him back. Maybe they keep him. But again, this is why, like, even a Drummond for one or two second round picks trade would have made sense because Three. when you have – and I was just listening to <laughs> Three. Uh, Dunked On podcast and they were talking about the worst contracts in the league. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Zach's was number two on their list. Vooch was number four or five on their list. Lonzo was an honorable mention. Damn. When you've got contracts like that, you need to <laughs> – as Damn. great and as much credit as AK deserves for Kobe and Io's contract, and he deserves credit for those. Yes, he does. They are offset in a big way by the other contracts on this on this roster. Offset? <laughs> and, and bringing in a couple of second round picks <laughs> that can be signed at less than the veteran's minimum Jeez. over a multi-year, like Julian Phillips' contract is $1.6 That is a really good deal that would have helped the Bulls kind of offset some of these bigger deals that are hamstringing them in a lot What's of ways. We got some news here. Shams Charania Bulls say Patrick Williams will undergo
2: season-ending foot surgery. Wow. There it is.
3: Wow. Called, it. Called it.
2: Wow. <laughs> wow, bro. Okay. When it okay. Season-ending surgery for Patrick Williams. I don't think anybody is shocked by that. That still sucks. We have to take our first break. Uh, hang with us hit the like button while we throw some ads your way we'll come back and uh, flex uh, instead of talking about playing tournament seating mm-hmm. let's talk about patrick williams we will do that coming up after the break uh, make sure you also hit that subscribe button uh, so you get alerts every time we go live on CHGO sports youtube channel big dave
3: what's up you know what just right after that news mm-hmm. oh. oh yeah <laughs> this is oh man of course like Crack a clock, you know, and, and, and see you see the the cup right there, the Coors Light cup. You see the see the blue mountain right blue there. Blue is the Rockies. Let me toss or that Patrick on in. Patrick Williams' bruised foot. Oh, let me toss that on in there because I know whatever's about to happen is gonna make me happy. And now look at that mountain, dark blue, letting you know it's frosty oh, and ready for you. Coors Light. This is perfect <laughs> to read right here. Whether it's your team stressing you out, hey. <laughs> It us, <laughs> hello, <laughs> <laughs> or life in general. Uh, things can feel chaotic. <laughs> That's why Coors Light helps you find moments to chill all year long. Thank you, Coors Light, for providing me these moments right here. Because when we come back from this segment, we're going to dive into something very sad, <laughs> something mm. expected, very sad. Yes. But. Having this right here next to me, knowing what's in my cup, knowing what's going to happen as soon as I take this old sip, oh. knowing I can relax and listen to the GOAT, listen to Matt Peck, and watch Joey Spathers do their things, it's just going to make me happy. So thank you, Cores Light, for making my moments more chill and more happy. And you can have those same moments too, ladies and gentlemen. You don't just have to be sitting here in the studio, even though it would be awesome if you could. You could be sitting at home. You can enjoy your Coors Light and find your chill that way. It's many, many ways to find it. Barbecue at a game. You could do it after work. Hey, you can do it before work, depending on what time you're going. You can do it, ladies and gentlemen. But as long as you find your chill, that's all Coors Light cares about. But as long as you're doing it responsibly. And, of course, like I just showed you, when those mountains turn blue, it's as cold as the Rockies. Coors Light is cold lager. Cold filtered and cold packaged for a smoother finish. So when it's time to chill, just open that Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment, crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And they don't mean the baseball team because they're actually, this beer is actually good. hey yo, that's a shot. Hey-o. <laughs> hey all When it is time to chill, Coors Light is the only beer that I'm going to reach for. And you should too. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Instacart. You heard me. Instacart yourself some Coors Light. And you can do it by going to CoorsLight.com slash CHGO Basketball. That's CoorsLight.com slash CHGO Basketball. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Because it's Coors Light.
2: Find your chill. Find your chill, Patrick Williams. Oh. Take a load off. Oh. bull uh, Bullspot today, also brought to you all by our friends at Price Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Whole continent. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players. Some of whom are like weirdos with nerd nerdy spreadsheets when it comes to DFS. It's like, no, I just want to play and have some fun and maybe win. It's weirdos just you against the numbers with prize yeah. picks. You pick yeah. more than or less than on two to six different player stat projections and then watch the winnings roll in. It's a lot of fun. You can win up to 25x that initial investment uh, this basketball season when you play those two to six player stat projections. Just select two or more, pick more or less on their projected stats, Place the entry. It's that simple. You can also do it spanning different sports if you want to. Um, you know, so let's say like this Sunday, for example, the Bulls play this Sunday. Yes. Black- the Blackhawks also played his Sunday. Yes. Big game. C.H. Joe Hawks crew doing a takeover big night. Woo-hoo. Maybe you want to uh, do a little stat projections on like how many hat tricks Connor Bedard going to have. And then also like, hey, is Vooch going to have a 20 and 10 game by halftime and then do nothing? Whatever it is that you think is going to happen. <laughs> You can make a bet on it with PrizePix. They offer even offer a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. Uh, for NBA games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second half, that player is rebooted. Is uh, <laughs> Prize is the only uh, DFS platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to pricepix.com slash CHGO and use code CHGO for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepix.com slash CHGO. Mm. Use code CHGO. Daily fantasy sports made easy. easy. Uh, okay, welcome in. Uh, if you were just uh, joining us now as we were on our ad break, we were not planning to talk about Patrick Williams on today's show, but breaking news is breaking news. Uh, the Bulls announced uh, via press release just moments ago That Patrick Williams, who has been dealing with that left bone edema in his left foot, uh, will be done now. Dunsies. The update, and we discussed about it in pregame a little bit last night, Dave. Mm -hmm. The update we got from Billy Donovan did not sound promising. No. It did not sound promising. Here's the official statement from the Bulls. Uh, Chicago Bulls forward Patrick Williams, who's been sidelined since January 25th with initial bone edema in his left foot. Recently, ooh, recently it's already happened. Underwent routine subsequent imaging revealing the progression of his foot stress reaction. Ugh. Williams will undergo surgery and be out for the remainder of the season. Updates will be provided as appropriate.
3: Uh, I mean, we talked. You're right. We talked about it on the pregame, and we we both were saying the same thing. Like, we expected this. <laughs> we expected this to we be. We were just be- saying in our first segment, the, the injury news is always going to yeah. be bad. It's always the it's same. It's always going to be there. Because it was the same, ver- like same kind of talk we always hear when these kind of things come up. It was the same thing they were saying over and over again. You hear the two to four weeks. You hear the setback. You hear the ramping up. You hear, Like, it was the same kind of trigger talk. warning. You know what I mean? It was like, nope, he's out. It was like, he's done for the year. You're not going to fool us again. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Can't fool me again. Fool me, but you can't get food again. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Now, there's a saying in Texas. <laughs> Sorry to Tennessee, but maybe. Oh,
2: but, God.
3: But, dude, you, I just felt it was coming, Will, like nothing I heard and nothing I saw about it just led me to believe that this was going to get better. And the reason I truly felt that way is because it was right of an all-star break. When you've had a week off, when you've had time and all those things and you're still like telling me, well, he can't even really run without some pain. Oh, we're done. I was like, okay, there's nothing else you can do. We're finished here.
1: Absolutely. I mean, this is, uh, I mean, worst case scenario for the bulls. Now a second player down, done for the season with a, with a season ending surgery. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> the the bonadema thing is like so vague and i think a lot of people are really unsure about like how long this thing typically takes to heal. but like yeah. i don't know i've read like three to nine months if not treated properly so it always felt like it was going to be a long shot for him to be able to get back um this is going to have huge implications for his restricted free agency Man. this summer and how the bulls manage that and yeah. what other teams are going to be interested um but just for the time being i mean another body down now we know he's not going to be back the power forward room that was already very thin continues to get thinner and you just feel bad for patrick i mean he like kind of joke about what ak said at the press conference that he was like on a tear in december averaging 14 points per game Mm -hmm. but like he really was playing well he was and he looked confident he looked comfortable they gave him i think two to three weeks to reevaluate him right before the deadline and you mentioned it like when you come out of that deadline and not to say that there was setbacks but like the fact that there was some pain running Mm -hmm. uh just made you feel like even if there wasn't going to be a surgery this was going to take a long time to resolve itself and obviously they they went the surgery route so we'll see how long the uh the prognosis is but man just this season and you just know it's going to be well we were doing well before the injuries
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god
1: He, he used that excuse
2: on his trade deadline uh, Zoom press conference with you guys. He said, I don't like to use injuries as an excuse, but... I'm gonna. You look around the league, the teams that are all performing well have been largely healthy, and we aren't. Oh, is that why Tamar and Kobe are leading the NBA in minutes played this season, you jag-off?
3: <laughs> <Jag-a-loo. laughs>
2: huh? Oh, I don't like to use this excuse, but here's this excuse also. This excuse is bullshit. Shut up! god i'm so sick of all this crap you know you got hats next to you i right uh, thank you you're welcome
1: <laughs> Charlie <the Baker> guy.
2: <laughs> oh god i hate this i hate all of this uh it's people bad. in the comments geo saying another one bites the dust um sports style chicago in a contract year damn not getting that 20 mil annually now uh John Mayer saying, I just know internally they knew this was likely to happen and yeah. they still didn't make any moves.
1: Exactly. I exactly mean, this, how this I is very similar to yes. the timing and cadence of the announcement last year that yep. Lonzo was not going to be back. Correct. Correct. So right after the, the deadline, after the buyout market, mm-hmm. now you find out that these guys are not coming back. It's feel just insane, man. Really yeah.
2: I've seen the movie. Gio asking in the supporting. comments how many disabled player exceptions we have now. Just the one. Still just the, one. just the one. Cool though, it doesn't matter because they're not going to use it. Well, they can't now. Everything's over now. That's true. Wow. <laughs> it's uh, over now. Uh, Daryl Ashwood saying finding out Pat is done for the year live as well. Yeah, that was a real, real humdinger of a curveball we just got on what thought was going to be a cool, calm Friday afternoon in Bulls World. <laughs> nope. Uh, Scott Scott LaRock in the comments said, at least they get a bulk discount on surgeries. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. oh, we
3: Brand. are living in oh. a
2: dark humor timeline uh, as Bulls fans. Give
3: it all to us, Bulls fans. Uh, let it out. That's what we're here for.
2: Uh, Bobby asking, can we take care of Kobe now? No need to push it for so many minutes. Ah, au contraire. Nah, they need Kobe to play 44 minutes a night if they want to get to that <laughs>
1: elusive play in a
3: let him play. He's got to play, though. He's got to get out there and play. Uh, He's got to play. Now the young guys got to get in there and play. I will say
1: this. You you mentioned it. Like, this is opportunity for Dalen Terry, for Julian Phillips, guys that, for Batim even, who the Bulls just brought Batim. in. Like, these guys are going to get some minutes now because they have to. Yeah. And I think this is kind of, in some ways, like what you're hoping for in terms of player development. Like, we spent two years ago talking about how they Couldn't really afford to give Patrick a bigger role because they're trying to win games now. Now it's like you're trying to win games, but you also need to play these guys, right, right? You need to have those bodies out there. And so, no uh, this is this is gonna be real reps, real experience for guys like Julian Phillips, who played yes. well last night, Dalen Terry. Um, and I think that that's gonna be really good for them yeah. longer term in terms of their progress and development,
3: yeah. Because honestly, I thought those two guys played pretty solid, uh, yesterday. Both, uh, Julian had the most, had what nine points, I, I say, like mm-hmm. that. And then Daylin just putting up those Dalen numbers across the board and playing really good defense out there. But now they don't have to worry about being taken out, <laughs> honestly. like Now yeah. they're like, no, we're playing. You're in the game. You're going to play, and you're going to get an opportunity to play. Terry Taylor is going to get an opportunity to play. Uh, mm. The team, as we mentioned, is going to get an opportunity to play. These guys are going to be out there, man, and God bless them all.
1: <laughs> it does really just feel like, though, like I remember a couple years ago when it was like, Lonzo went down surgery, and then, like, two days later, Caruso had the the surgery. It's just like.
3: Yeah, and and what sucks about Patrick, like, this is the second, like, long injury he's had in his very short career, you know? Like, just getting that wrist injury after we saw him having, okay, like, a solid game against the Knicks, then tears up his wrist, and then now this, like you mentioned, had a solid December month where he looked comfortable and was coming around a little bit, then he Hurts his foot, man. Like, two major injuries for this guy who is not even 25 yet. Like, that's – I feel sad for him, bro. Like, in in a contract year, the year that you're going to make this money, where teams are going to come after you and see if the Bulls want you and all those other things, now that's going to be lessened. You know, like, that's going to be a little lower. We'll see what kind of money he walks away with. I'm, I'm very interested in that too. Yeah, man. there were
1: a couple of questions in the comments. I'll see if I can find them. Uh, one was, what does this do for our roster from John Mayer? Uh, does this give us another roster spot? No, this Mm-mm. does not open up another roster spot. Nope. Uh, the Bulls could apply in theory for uh, disabled player exceptions for Zach Levine and now Patrick Williams, the way that they did for Lonzo. They would be probably granted, but that money, if you were to use it to go out and sign another player, would one, count towards roster spots, which the Bulls now do not have, and two, it would count towards the luxury tax, which yeah. we know they're, they're not going to they're not gonna cross. So yeah, gonna uh, this is just another guy down, um, basically three and a half players now, depending on what happens with Torrey Craig, that are just not going to be playing for the Bulls this year. Oh, super duper. And uh, there was another one um, from Stanislavko.
2: Oh, asking about how it affects the free agency of Pat? Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I would say we should address that.
1: That's going to be so tricky, and you really feel for Patrick here because he was playing well. Obviously, he tried to bet on himself last summer uh, by not signing whatever extension he and the Bulls were negotiating. Um, I could see the qualifying offer, him just playing on that for one year to try to you know, prove it and see what he can get. That's about $12.9 million if the Bulls extend it. Um, so he could play on that. That would make him an unrestricted free agent the following year. Mm-hmm. Uh, But I could also see him signing a shorter term deal the way Kobe did. I mean, the Bulls could have signed Kobe to a five year deal. They only got him for three Mm -hmm. uh, because the number was so much lower than what Mm -hmm. we thought. So good piece of business on the dollars. But obviously now years wise for Kobe, they're going to need to they're not going to probably be able to extend him because he's going to be worth more than uh, what he's allowed to be extended, which is 140 Mm -hmm. percent of what he's making. And so maybe Patrick does a similar thing where he signs like a two year deal or a three year deal around kobe's number tries to play well over the next couple of years and then get back on the market by age 25 mm. i think that would make most bulls fans happier
2: For, like the portion of bulls fans who have not fully com- given up on patrick williams sure. potential already sure. and i know that those bulls fans also exist there are plenty of them mm-hmm. uh but the ones who still aren't quite sure that patrick williams is a, a waste of space not worth keeping around mm-hmm. when you when you remind yourself Recently, how they have been missing his ability to guard size Mm -hmm. on the defensive end and missing his 40% three-point shooting on the offensive end. Those are real things that Pat does. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even if he he's not flashy about any of it, he is a useful player, and they are hurting without him. But a short-term deal, like a two-year, let's figure out what's going on here. Is he going to get healthy? What does he look like? I think that, that would put a lot of Bulls fans' minds at ease as opposed to the ones who were trying to contemplate mentally swallowing the idea of giving Patrick Williams a four or five year deal upwards of a hundred million. And we're like, but wait, like how in what world has he earned that? And there is some semblance of like, yo, that's just sort of like what mid tier quality starter, but not star players in the NBA get now. Exactly. That's what their salaries are. Mm -hmm. It still wasn't registering. Well, I think with a lot of Bulls fans, even if they were not, Already on the left, Patrick Patrick Williams Island, you know, part yeah. of the fan base.
1: And to be fair, I mean, you look at some of these other big contracts that the Bulls have signed, like it's really hamstringing them. Like I mentioned earlier, like Nate Duncan had Vooch and Zach Levine as two of the top five worst contracts in the league. They did a, that. A, puts a, them, an
2: episode about the worst contracts in the NBA, and they could have instead just said, "Hey, all, here's the Bulls cap sheet." They they basically did.
1: <laughs> um, and, and Lonzo's up there too, where he's just not. I mean. Lonzo, next year, if they can't wipe him, is still an expiring contract. Insurance is paying that money, basically. So it's not that big of a deal for the Bulls. But Zach's three more years after this season. um, Booch has two more years after this season. Mm -hmm. It's just tough. And when you think about signing these other guys, maybe a player like Patrick is worth that in a vacuum to some teams. Maybe not. But I don't blame Bulls fans for being wary of that because of what it means for filling out the rest of your books. And sure. so, you know, you have to weigh, like, do you pay him maybe what he's worth or a little bit more to keep a guy who's homegrown, who's 22 or whatever his age is at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, is he still 19? I'm not sure. Uh, but, you know, he's he's a really valuable archetype of a player that has not necessarily provided production, um, you know, that's that's in line with what a 20, 25 million dollar contract looks like. He's certainly not going to get that now, and so I I do think you're putting in a position where you're giving him lower dollars, lower years, and, you know, there's risks with that too because now maybe you can't re-sign him after that if he does really pop. So it's just a tough situation, and obviously that's all beyond this year. This year, Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got eight guys, basically, that are giving you minutes at this point.
3: (laughs) That's it, and and three of them that you, like, feel good about, I would say, you know what I mean? Like, maybe four, but...
1: And again, it's like, it goes back to this idea that whether or not they knew this was going to happen, probably not if we give them the benefit of the doubt, but you've got Lonzo, you know, Zach is going to be out, punch him in the face, and you still Uh, don't make any moves because you, (laughs) even though, you know, like this is what your ceiling is when fully healthy, it's even lower when you're not fully healthy and you have an opportunity to make trades that not only bring in maybe future oriented players that can help you longer term, but Maybe you bring in a two for one, and you get bodies in here who can actually help you now. And yeah. it, uh, it just—it feels really short-sighted. And yeah. I just—I uh, uh, think it's kind of just like spiraling into the worst case of what we thought it might be. Yeah. But that's still the reality of it. That's and now, it and now they've got to face it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like you said,
3: even even getting those players or even getting capital to help your team going into the draft next year, or or even beyond that. Like you passed on all of it, you know. He just said, "Nah, we're good on all of that." To go in on on this when you still could have went in on this and still had that,
1: and you also have to wonder, like, now does this change Demar's mind at all? Mm. I mean, you are looking at a team who that part is really going to be struggling to get struggling. not only into and through the Your playing tournament now, struggling. but I mean, their their rotation right now is Demar, Kobe, Vooch, Drummond, Caruso, mm-hmm. Io. Mm-hmm. That's like, the, those are the six you feel good about. And then you've got Javon, you've got Dalen, you've got Julian, you've got Batim, and you've got Terry Taylor. Uh, I don't know how far that lineup's taking you. Not far. <laughs> but if you get past this season and it's another struggle in or through the playoffs and then, or through the play-in, and then you face the Celtics in the first round, I don't know. I mean, I think the Bulls probably have a number in mind where they're that's like their match price for DeMar and anything else they're, they're going to have to walk. But i said this before like you know it's probably going to take the bulls overpaying the market to keep Demar. yes because you know he might he might prefer to play in in la for the mid-level exception compared to the bulls for 20 million so maybe you have to give him 25 in order to keep him. yeah and now then what does that first do place. and then what does that do to your longer term books and your longer term planning so it's it feels like it's all kind of coming to a head oh here oh my god
2: um we have to take our second break, but Stanislavko with a funny joke saying, out of a curiosity, did someone let Jeff Tanaka back in the team building Tamaka! this season? <laughs> uh, Ghosthead83 saying, but remember guys, we signed a G League player who's played six NBA games to a multi-year deal, problem solved. Actually, he's played six NBA minutes. That's right, sir. In two NBA How games. How dare you? But yes, problem solved. Also, the timing of all of the various announcements the, S- the Bulls made today. One one of which was like, the Bulls didn't even make an announcement. It was just an NBA reporter who was like, oh yeah, the Bulls brought Archie back and put him on their G League team. Bulls didn't even issue anything about that. Um, The, hey, all right, here's uh, owner-alpha team. we promoted him to a big boy contract. Cool. Dot, 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 dot. Later that day. Oh, by the way, Patrick (laughs) Williams is having (laughs) season-ending surgery. Surprise! (laughs) Also, shout out to Messly Nope on Twitter who pointed out, the fact the Bulls announced this during the first Cubs versus White Sox spring training game. Mm. I am. Maybe I'm just a snarky, cynical, doubting, skeptical asshole. Oh, come on with it. What
3: do you think? I don't but know. But whenever
2: it comes to both PR and how they make announcements and how this team operates, mm-hmm. when they're given this fan base news, we don't want to hear. It is not a coincidence that this news dropped while Cubs and Sox are playing each other. Mm. I firmly believe that because mm. it's, Come on. Mm. Surprise! See, it's Joe
3: White Sox. We on soon also in the building. Shout out to them. Make sure you tune in. Sean over there. Right there. Taking in the they action. They will be ready doing their thing. Always prepared. Always it,
2: awesome. Oh, it's so predictable. It's so predictably bad. So predictably bad. We've, ah, we've got to take a break. Okay, we'll come back and wrap up. Uh, we'll get more of y'all's thoughts out there. I feel we, We'll just take this Patrick stuff and talk it the rest of the way through the like you episode. Uh, Big Dave, tell the fine people out there. Who might be looking for a vehicle about the deals at Ray Chevy? (laughs) I was about to say something. (laughs) No, I can't. I can't. Ray!
3: Ray! Ray! Help me, Ray. I'm sad. I need a car. Let me buy one from you. Well, Ray said, come on through. Because that Ray Chevrolet is sharing their best offers all month long with their auto show sales event. Make your way to Ray Chevrolet on Ro- Route 12. I like saying Route. Route 12 in Fox Lake to join in on the savings as one of the top-selling Chevy dealers in the Midwest. You'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest Chevy inventories. Plus, you can find the perfect tailgate vehicle at Race Chevy because they're offering, listen up, 0% financing for 72 months on new Silverado's and they got over 100 available, ready to go. Ray don't be playing around, man. He always about the deals, and he's always stocked up, ready to help you out. That's how he rolls, baby. And to top it off, they're pricing over 125 vehicles under 20000 Seriously, y'all, seriously. Can it get more affordable? I'm going to answer that for you. It cannot. No, it can't. But it can get better. Cause I know everybody out there like free. It's one of my favorite words. Enjoy what I always tell you about free. Tastes better. That's it. And that's what you will get this month at Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake. Free oil change. And all you need to do is mention CHGO when you're scheduling that oil change to start your new year off right and schedule it by the 29th. That rhyme, by the way, shout out to me. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake. Or chevrolet.com They've been serving the community since 1963. Find new roads and let those roads lead you right on
2: to Ray Chevy.
3: Woo! Ray Chevrolet!
2: Uh, today's CSGO Bowl is also brought to you by Empire Today. Shout out. With Empire, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring. We know this. You you know this. You know. So, of course, they have copycats. Jerks. Totally. (laughs) But those copycats can't beat Empire on quality, on service, or speed. So, all competitors can try to do is advertise low-quality products at basement prices to say, hey, check out these awesome prices. But it's just basement prices for crap flooring. That's all it is. Empire won't even bother to carry those... Uh, Options in their inventory. Mm. Empire won't promise the lowest prices around because anyone who's doing that is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs because they know it's crap. Empire's philosophy is simple. Help you find what you need, not overwhelm you with thousands of unnecessary choices and low-quality substitutes. They also have a great feature they call the Virtual Floor Designer, a great way to see how different flooring options would look in any space in your home. Just snap some pics and swipe left and right on different flooring options so you can see how it would look. With your lighting, overhead lighting, lamps, fixtures, art uh, decor in your various rooms in your house. uh, All of that stuff. They also service their own warranties. If an issue does happen to arise, just call Empire. They will send their team to come take care of it. It No tracking down third-party manufacturers. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. 588 2300. Joe! Oh! Empire. Oh. Today. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's that's oh. the empire you get after minutes after a backbreaking injury update from Bulls.
3: Yeah. Thanks, Bulls. You made Joey not have all <laughs> the strength and enthusiasm in his Empire songs. We should ask Troll Joey. Troll Joey would have did
2: it. Oh, well. <laughs> you got to ask.
3: You got to dip into the bag. You gotta dip into the bag, baby. Troll Joey. Troll,
2: troll Joey, I, I feel like Troll Joey needed a, a bit more of a moment. He needed a moment? As a, he's a troll. So, you know, his day-to-day <laughs> is, is shittier than us humans. Just being a troll and living with that life. But
3: he takes so many tolls. That's... <laughs>
2: Oh, thank goodness for laughter, because I am I am just about game, fed up.
3: And this thing called matrimony.
2: Geo, <laughs> <laughs> as you guys think, Kendall and Stacy could lace him up one last time for twenty five. <laughs> uh, KG or games. KG, you, get, you
3: pray KG. He will definitely lace St- him up. Stacey can give him
2: six fouls.
3: Yes, Stacy got six fouls. Kendall will,
2: could like legit give them ten minutes off the bench.
3: Well, yeah, he'll get you. I think he gets you like six points. I think Kendall Gill
2: gets you maybe six to eight points. I think he would. That dude still boxes to stay in shape. Yeah, he does. He doesn't <laughs> box competitively anymore. No, but he did, just to after stay in retiring shape. from a very long NBA career. Remember
3: when he asked that us dude to come run. Whoop my him. ass. Remember when he was like, "Hey, come running with me." Oh,
2: and we oh. were like, "What? <laughs> what are you talking about?"
3: <laughs> no, nah, man, I just come running on this track right here. I was like, Kendall, we have to get in shape to come work it out. With yeah, you. no, that's I, not how this works. If
2: I tried to go through one of Kendall's <laughs> workouts. <laughs> like just now yeah. after having years of not working out at all, <laughs> I would, die, I would drop dead 10 minutes into Kendall's and workout. That's your lung on the ground. right there. It just fell out. You might want to pull that in.
1: <laughs>
2: that's where my lung lives now. That's where it is. Right? In, in that dirty patch <laughs> on by the side of the road. I knew that guy. <laughs> um, a, heck of a guy. Wow. Oh. Uh, Eb Swade, EB Swade in the comments saying P. Will is a bust. Um, <laughs> Winky cry saying, I have Bulls support group on speed dial. Uh, big, oh, Big P-Will. We got Big P-Will in the chat. Oh, Big P-Will. Saying, I, th- I feel like P-Will was bullied <laughs> into surgery so <laughs> the Bulls could bring him back for cheap. <laughs> he would have played <laughs> through it. Wow. Um, oh, boy. There's a, there's a take.
3: Oh, man. You never cease to imagine. So, this
2: season, we've had Bulls fans takes on injuries being... Zach Levine faked his way into needing surgery. <laughs> so that he wouldn't get traded. So that he wouldn't get traded to the Pistons. <laughs> and pee will woulda, coulda, shoulda played through this bone injury in his foot that sounds confusing and scary, but the Bulls pressured him into getting surgery so that they could negotiate him to a lower salary when they go to the negotiating table when he's a free, uh, restricted free agent this summer. Right. That we have <laughs> reached full peak...
3: paranoia yeah, as a man. fan base yeah we are just out of control as a fan none base, of us man. are mentally healthy yeah we're not right we're gonna need you're right now i agree with you now we need these extra days right we right we're gonna need that's what I, we came now back from correct. all-star
2: breaking the bulls were like here's some shit here's some shit. Here's some, <laughs> shit here's some more shit oh remember the good old days here's some shit about yeah, the good yeah, old the days that's that also that bad
3: yeah because you can't get over that because tonight you got to go see the updates
2: from scotty horace but <laughs> Why, but, it, why is, why is but it's Horace, okay because when recently after the trade deadline, catching up with somebody on the Bulls beat, an anonymous high-ranking Bulls executive said, um, well, Oh, your fans are happy. What are you talking about? They
3: love it. You love it." Why is always talking about he can beat up Dennis Rodman? Man, what was that like? It, it, I don't even understand so we, why. We, like, we, we were going to touch sense? on
2: that today before the pat. Sorry, w- it just w- popped w- in my head when you we mentioned can touch that. on that. Uh, Yeah, so in case you missed that video that was going around uh, and viral, I think it was the Bald Out Lie Twitter account who posted a video of it. Uh, Horace said, quote, I would have kicked Dennis Rodman's ass uh, when he was saying, you know, a lot of people compare who the X Factor was on the first 3P team and the second 3P team. And it was, you know, Horace. Who compares And then it was Dennis. Uh, People talk about it. And people talk about the reason the Bulls fell, fell short in the playoffs in '95 is because they did not have that front court presence. Correct. Horace was beating Horace was them in an Orlando Absolutely jersey. True. I lo- I love Horace. I got nothing but love for Horace, Uncle Horace. He's the man. I think he's just dead wrong about that. Because mm. what did Horace have a little bit of a reputation for in his playing days? Being that? mentally soft. <laughs> oh, when the Horace? when we yeah when the Pistons. We're bullying up the bulls and kicking their ass, Scotty. Yes, I don't Horace really
3: didn't have that rep like that. Scotty for sure. Scotty had that rep and proved it. But Horace was fighting Horace, cats.
2: Horace complained. Yeah, the he refs. complained. He was,
3: but he was out. He was fighting them cats. He, he would fight you. He would fight
2: you. Dog. Fair enough. But, I I well, I'm okay. I'm, and I'm not talking. I'm dentists. not talking physical strength. Okay, I'm talking Rodman's head games.
3: Oh, I see what you're saying. Get, Rodman's me. mental okay. strength, okay.
2: and they will be kicked out versus of the game Horace. because. Okay, yes, then yes. I, I, I mean, we we watched it. We watched it happen. Rodman in a Pistons jersey mentally tortured Horace Grant. That's true. This is true. Could could he kick Rodman's ass now at the ages they are now? Maybe I don't want to see that. Because Dennis Rodman has spent the last forty years abusing the shit out of his own body. Hey, Grandpa, both of y'all, all all right? Let's catch this meal. Let's get dinner at four p.m.
3: and get the hell out of here. What are we fighting for? Y'all about sixty years old? Stop this. This tour is going to be ridiculous. It's
2: going to be I'm, ridiculous. I'm so excited that Mark is going. I am. Uh, I can't wait to get an It's like, okay, it's 4.30 in Chicago right now. 4.30 a.m. So it's 9.30 like, so a.m. Saturday in Melbourne yeah. where Mark is. 8 p.m., I believe, later tonight in Australia Okay, is when Scotty and Horace and Luke Longley are going to take the stage and talk to a bunch of Bulls fans in Australia. Okay about the good old days okay. and tell their version of the last dance. I'm and that's like what, Scotty, like the I'm, teaser I'm, quotes I'm, that Scotty, they use from Scotty is saying a lot of people want us to talk or a lot of people want to ask us about that bullshit documentary.
3: Look, Scotty, I, I am so interested in what Scott uh, already wrote a book about yeah, it, by man. the way,
2: Scotty did.
3: No, because I'm, I'm where is Scotty, what, what non facts are Scotty going to throw into this? Okay, guys, when I scored my first 69-point game, so (laughs) what was happening, Phil Jackson, you know, didn't want me to get in there. So he said, hey, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to bring in this new guy called Michael Jordan. But, Scotty, you weren't even on the team. It was Phil Jackson at that time. Why are you disrupting me by truth? No bull is what I'm giving you on this tour. Bring me my deuces. (laughs) That it will be sponsored by his brand of liquor. Uh, and also, they're doing it in Australia because Scotty is a part of the the NBL,
2: Yeah, if I'm okay. not mistaken. The, yeah, their he's, basketball he's, he's league made out several there. trips down there recently. Yeah. So,
3: that's another reason they're holding it in Australia and, of course, Luke Longley uh, with that. Luke is the one I'm like, what's, what's Luke there for?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I got to say, what's like, I don't really know anything about anything when it comes to mm-hmm. this type of stuff, mm-hmm. which is why I appreciate talking to you guys because you sure. always educate me on it. But um, – it it does feel like he's a little bit out of place. Yeah. Like he's kind of like more of the like chill one on the side, just yeah. kind of taking it all in. Yeah. Whereas everybody else is kind of like button heads a little bit. Yeah. So I'm curious, is he going to be like more of a moderator? Is he like, <laughs> yeah. is he just going <laughs> to well, be like, yeah, well then Michael did this to me. Right I, I, <laughs> I
2: went to the website and they have some actor, some Australian actor who will serve as the MC of the event. So he he he'll be the moderator. Wow. Just you know lobbing questions to Scotty, Horace, and Luke. And I, I I I agree that Luke feels a little out of place. I have seen on Scotty's Instagram on these various trips to M- uh, Australia recently for NBL that he and Luke have gotten like reacquainted and yes. are like catching up and are buddies again. I did see that. And I do think that Luke was hurt a little bit to be completely excluded from the last dance. He was the team's starting center for three championship uh, consecutive championship seasons. I'd, like okay, I'd, again, sh- shrug emoji. Sure, yeah. Fine, I agree with you. He was completely excluded from it.
0: Okay. But he
2: already also got his Scotty's unguarded autobiography, you know, response because some media company over in Australia made an hour and a half long documentary about Luke Longley being excluded from the last day documentary. And, and who was in that documentary, Matt?
3: Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. The dude who he's like, oh, to get it over he coming out. Who showed up for your documentary then? Michael Jordan showed up for your doc. The Luke, the Luke Longley documentary, Mike said, I got time for you, bro. I got you. He made sure you ate. That should be the name of it. The last dance. It shouldn't be the last dance. It should be Mike helped us
2: eat. <laughs> that should be the name but, of it. And the further remove we get from it, and each time I rewatch it, is there a part of me that feels that like the last dance is just so – self flating by Michael. Yes. I loved it. And, you know, somebody, I think, when we were talking about this most recently, clap back, when we were acting to, reacting to what happened with Jerry Krause and his widow on, you know, Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. night, somebody in the comments that night was like, well, it's not like MJ had creative control over that documentary. Yes, he 110% did. Mm-hmm. And it was like, MJ's awesome. Everyone, come along with me while I poke and prod and get what I need out of you and belittle you and tease you and demean you and beat you up sometimes even so that you can win with me and how great is winning. And I'm mostly why we win and winning is winning and it's me and I am winning, but you, you all want to, that's the vibe. That's the vibe. And that's the fact. Maybe it's easier said than done as a fan who watched all that winning and these different personalities clash, but come together and say, dude, just be okay with that. Just be okay with the fact that you were teammates with the greatest team sport athlete ever. <laughs> ever. He got more money than you? He deserved more. He right. got more praise and adoration than you? He deserved You're more. Damn right.
3: Judd Bushler got three years, $30 million from the Detroit Pistons when he left. Judd Bushler. Scott Williams got well, paid. Luke Longley's body was Luke, broken. He got another he contract. Got broke off by, by Phoenix and uh, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. He got a check. New All New of New News York left. The Knicks. The Knicks. Yeah. All them dudes got checks when they left, and we all knew they weren't worth what they were getting paid. Jason Caffey had a career. Dickie Sifkins, who, who Joey don't even think is went a real and person. lived in a
2: cave until the Bulls had the 95-96 team on Ring of Honor night. And everyone was like, hey, Jason
3: Caffey's here. Then we looked at him like, damn, I see? That's, damn. Dude. Jason Caffey? Dennis Hobson had a career. All right, come on, dog. Let's be Randy Brown. Randy Brown got three years, nine million from when he left. The Bulls are
2: still paying Randy Brown. Three
3: years, nine million. He got that from another team. He got it from Boston, if I'm mistaken. Randy Brown got a check. <laughs> a check, dog. Just for being on the team. These dudes, come on, man. It's Michael Look. Jordan. It's why they called it Michael Jordan and the Bulls. There's the reason they said it like that. If you don't like it like that, I understand it, but this is the greatest player to ever play the game. What you want them to do, bro? I, and Cory Blunt yes Cory Blunt had a I career mean,
2: he did not have a career he had a career yeah, I mean
3: when he left he played for the Lakers and he won another ring when he went to the Lakers and then he went to Portland no no Cory Blunt had a career thank Jordan come on man Corey Blunt come on <laughs> come on y'all oh, these dudes get checks
2: oh my goodness they
3: got checks bro Oh Shout my out. Goodness. Shout out to them getting checks.
2: Yeah, wow. A 10-year t- a, a, a career where he played for virtually yeah. half the teams in the NBA. Talk, like, Corey Blunt, 93 <laughs> he had to, to 03, 04. A career. My goodness. <laughs> never never did it. a lick of a damn thing. Wow. Uh, we're, we're out of time. Uh, uh, look, am, am I curious? Can I not wait to see some clips start popping up around NBA Twitter of yeah. these three former Bulls legends am, yes. sitting and talking together? Oh, I am going to eat it up. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> hey, hey. Our, our present life as Bulls fans is shit. Even if it's not enjoying the nostalgia of the old days, let's watch some drama from the old days and eat some popcorn. Why not? Why not? That's what we have. Come on, Sunday. Oh my god, everything. All of it's just Oh. Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come out to the coast of Australia. We'll have a few laughs. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, Uh, Scott (laughs) Forrell! Everybody, uh, we will see you on Sunday. Bulls, Pelicans, Bulls off tomorrow. Enjoy the start to your weekend. We'll talk to you all post-game following Bulls, Pelicans, 6 p.m. Central tip, I believe. So we get a nice little early tip off there. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, follow Will the Goat on Twitter, Will underscore Gottlieb. Read everything he writes, Will, uh, dot com. Big Dave Powell, BWL Sports, our pound producer, Joey Spathis, That's breaking him. news live during the show. Yes. He is at Joey Spathis. <laughs> Timeout! Timeout! Calling timeouts quicker than Billy Donovan over there, Joe. Uh, I'm Bulls underscore pack. We are CHO underscore Bulls. Appreciate you, Bulls fans. Hit that like button on your way out. We appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe. Grab yourself that Sub Zero gear from our CHO merch locker. Grab it while it's hot. Grab it before it's gone. We'll talk to you Sunday. See you ready good. Cory, what? <laughs> <laughs> we all like the mayor.